the one thing I am kind of worried about is uh, because I am gonna add music. Oh shit, that looks good. That looks really good. Um, I'm gonna add music at one point. The only thing about using people like uh, using softwares like Logic and shit is they got that licensing blocking. What? I don't. You know? Like if I added another track, but it was an actual track for like my intro music. I don't think so. I ain't never really experienced any problems with throwing music on Logic. We'll find out. And uh, same thing with uh, GarageBand. I put, cause matter of fact, I imported one of game songs. And it let you? And used the uh, beginning part of it. Yeah. It didn't like, cause I tried to do it to. Uh, I was playing around with one of one of those apps. It was either GarageBand or iMovie, and it was it gave me some kind of some message popped up. I don't know. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was it was definitely some kind of message. Was it something that, like maybe it just it was from Wale. I don't know, but different artists are different too. Because mm. like I like say for instance with my Vimeo account, uh, for uh, I did a trailer for a short uh, like Man's Prayer or something something like that. Mm-hmm. But I I, I added uh, Big Crit to the, the I trailer. remember that, and I posted on Vimeo, and Vimeo was like. I mean, that's cool. Just, uh, this song don't belong to you, but, you know, just know that. <laughs> like, I was like, and you get that letter or that email. Nah, it wasn't even like that. It was just like, we may throw a commercial on here. And same thing with YouTube. Like, YouTube, sometimes when you use other people's stuff, it just be like, all right, we we understand that you don't own the rights to this, that the mm-hmm. artist has already said that people can use it. We're just going to throw commercials on top of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I never knew that shit. And I was wondering, like, how, because, uh, you know, I listen to uh, Joe Budden podcast a lot, man. Uh, yeah, he got a song in every episode, yeah. you know what I mean? That's why sometimes you see, like, on somebody's YouTube uh, video, especially when they're not sponsored, like, they don't got that many, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they ain't popping like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you may see, like, three, four commercial breaks in their shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why. It's because they probably threw something in there that they didn't own. And that was YouTube's way to combat it. It's like, we get that you don't own this, but like now you're a marketing tool for us. Oh, I'm so fucking dumb. Just so much shit. But you wouldn't know it unless you tried to post something. You know what I mean? You got that message and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But like, (laughs) I created a beat and YouTube was like, nope, this dude owns this beat, right? What? Yeah. Like through their algorithm, so they was like, "We're gonna throw a commercial," and I was like, "No, nah, fuck that. That's not cool." <laughs> so I went to do, I went to Buddy Page, and he used, we used both like free samples from Logic. You know what I mean? Like, oh, free the samples. loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah free, yeah. free loops. So I was like, so I emailed dude, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, take the copyright off of this, or tell YouTube because he like he had to go in and like mm-hmm. kind of explain it or something." So I was like, I emailed him. I was like, "Look, take this off because you don't own." The loop you own the your lyrics and you own like the way that you arrange it, but you don't own the loop itself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was like, my my music sounds different. We just share this loop. Man, dude never responded. Of course, but, like YouTube has a policy, like if they don't respond within like thirty days, then it automatically kicks off. Like they don't oh. have claim to it, so eventually it went away. And I was mm-hmm. like, it was just a principle. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> nah, hell no, nah, dude. Like you ain't finna. And it wasn't even like it was gonna be like his commercial. Like it was just yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. principle about everything. Like you gonna you gonna put a copyright on my shit. Like you own this. So then like but people would see that. So then people could look at my video and see that it was a copyrighted song on that mug and then be like, ah oh, dude, 
like I use his song. I was like, nah, I'm not. There's no way. Like I created, nah. I created this the way that I wanted to. Got me fucked up, YouTube. Right. Fuck you think this is? That'd be like me going after Collider because it was the same music. Matter of fact, if you listen to uh, or when you see Collider movie talk or whatever, mm-hmm. like at the beginning and the end, that little score that they have, mm-hmm. it's the same loop. It's that what? same fucking loop. <laughs> I have a beat just like that. Oh man! And that's what dude had used. And I was like, Nah, you ain't fuck- Nah, dog. This ain't yours. That's funny, man. But it's like, dog. It's so much recreation in art. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're talking about like a very simple thing, but like, did you see the um, the little shit about this is America, the the Donald Glover song? Nah, bro. Did you see like where they say he stole it from? <laughs> oh, I'm pulling this one for good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it even close? I'll let you be the judge, bro. <laughs> oh man, I did, I had it saved at one point. It was so long when I so long ago when I saw it. This, so this is one of the first thing pop up. This is America, the original song. Yeah, this dude. Sound nothing like it, bro. And I kept listening. I was like, ah. Oh. I mean, it's the it's the cadence in which he do, he does everything. So like, is it, it, I can see why you could just as easy as you can say that's close and he stole it. You could just as easily say no, he created it on his own. Like I can see Donald Glover like I never fucking heard that song. Yeah, and be truthful about it. Yeah, why? you know what I mean? Because it's just a it's a flow. Like I guarantee you, bro. if we dig deeper, we can find. 10 songs that yeah. predate that one that has the exact same thing. So, bro, it's a it's a beat pattern, the BPM is running at, and like you said, the cadence and the flow that they use. And like, there's not that many flows out there, right. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, the fact that you like that, that one dude, uh, what's that new rapper, that new southern rapper? I think he's southern, he sounds southern, that everybody like the baby. Oh, yeah, I know he's on my like when I heard him, the first thing I saw, like, oh, T.I., like his flow is just like old T.I. But I don't think it's him trying to be T.I. That's who you thought it was? His old flow? Fuck yeah. I thought... I can't even think of... What's a... It's a, a singer. God, dog. I'm talking uh, Dub Baby. You know it's a few niggas with Baby in their name. Is it? I don't know. I'm talking about Dub Baby. I'm talking about... I'm thinking of the nigga that was... That Drake was on that song. He was like, wham, wham, wham. Bitch, I'm a baby. That's what I was Oh, no, no, no. This is a totally different artist. Oh, okay. Nah. Uh, he uh, um, is nobody's name original anymore. <laughs> like everybody, dog. They're using the same fucking letters, syllables. Like and the thing that's funny is, <laughs> I don't know. I just I just don't see how people are uh coming up with like the exact same things with names and stuff. Oh man, what was that? Of course, uh, YouTube wants to make it. Uh, never mind. No, they didn't. I'll shut up, YouTube. You know what you're talking about. 
I'm, I'm not gonna play that much of this. That's all T.I., bro. And like I said, like I don't think Buddy trying to... I know that, that was the original City Girls song. But uh, I ain't trying to say Buddy biting T.I. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... There's not that many flows out there. And if your voice happens to be... Sound similar to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have that. But some niggas do be biting. Like I, I can tell you, I can tell you a hundred rappers that like I can tell who they were listening to and what they were listening to when they wrote a certain song. Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, Logic's first album. Uh, I don't think I heard his first album. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But that nigga clearly had just listened to Good Kid, Mad City. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, had, he had obviously just listened to Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, I think uh, what's J Cole do? JID. Sounds like Kendrick too, but I think you know for because you know Logic didn't stay sounding like that. And the same thing with JID. I think the more that uh, the more music JID does, he'll find his own voice. I just think it's a, it's a part of rap, man. The baby will find his own voice. He won't sound like that much like TFT. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, you. I think if you listen to somebody so much, like you're you're going to get some of their influence. Oh, one hundred percent. I think that's natural though. Yeah, because I mean, old J. Cole is all like, nice. Yeah, I don't think that's biting anybody. I think that's just part of the part of the business. Like, you kind of paying homage to him in a way, but you ain't, it's not even intentionally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I've yeah. I mean, it's a bunch of cats out there that does that that do that, especially on that first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Kendrick, in my opinion, his first album, he sounded like Eminem. Yeah. Like the flow, you know, it's in the flow pattern and stuff. It's like Eminem. So I can't think of who it is, but I remember hearing somebody else like, man, that's 3,000. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they flow is 3,000, because 3,000 flow is so distinct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, why people sleep on Jaden Smith, though? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it, man. Jaden Smith. I think I think if he was not Will Smith's son, bro, like, we would be like, hey, that's, that's the leader of the You think that's kids. what it is? 100%. You think it's just because of these Will Smith 100%. kids? 100%. One hundred percent. I think it's that plus the fact that I mean it's a it's a weirdness to the kid. Oh yeah, he doesn't wear no shit. Yeah, yeah. but I I think that the the youngins don't don't look at that weird stuff the way we look at it being nineties nineties babies. You know what I'm saying? Nineties kids. Yeah, we look at that and we're like yeah, that nigga a little weirdo. But I think with them it's just like whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that being Will Smith kid and the acting like the fact that he was an actor first. Like that's the yeah. stigma. You know what yeah. I mean? Like anybody doing something else first and then coming to rap. Or at least as far as we know, because mm-hmm. you know behind closed doors, maybe he was rapping since he was six. Like we don't know. Well, he yeah, has been rapping. I know. I remember he was putting out music. Golly, like 2010, 2011. Yeah. He's not that old. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. he was he was super young. Yeah, putting out music, but I, I didn't listen to it. Right. I just remember seeing it. I didn't know. I didn't know he was even into music before. I mean, like mm-hmm. Willow had came out with her album yeah. or single or whatever it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I had no idea that Jaden was even into music. But like <laughs> I mean I wouldn't even listen to the to the album if you ain't saying nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh I, I, like, I did tell you about it. I was like, man, what? <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Smith has one of the most slept on albums. What the Hey, hear me out. <laughs> Let me finish. Nah man, so like 
And even with that album, because I thought it was amazing, but even like when I heard it, I'm like, man, it's the best fucking engineering money could buy, the best production money could buy. And you can get a couple of songwriters in there to help yeah. you get the cadence and stuff down, man. So like, I'm still, even though I love the album, I, yeah. I still play that shit. I still play yeah. Sire a lot. Um, I was like, man, that's probably all we're going to hear from him. Then he came out with that. Oh, what was that? That LP, the next LP. It was recent, like Soho, Calabasas, something, something based around California, some kind of mixtape, mm. EP or whatever. Shit was hard, bro. <laughs> I don't think I heard that. The next thing I heard him on outside of anything that came off the album was uh, the jump on the Spider Man. But even that's hard, like on the Into the Spider Verse. I, yeah, I like, I like dude, man. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. but you say you talking about engineering, but there's some creativeness to it too, because like Blue by itself. Like, who makes a four-part song and, like, it all just flows so nicely? And then, on top of that, he took everything from, like, his best songs from that album, what I would think he thought was the best albums from that, uh, uh songs from that album. Mm-hmm. And he, like, made it even more electric. Did you oh, yeah, he, got, he did the electric version? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> which was which was hard. He took Blue and put it in one song. But you know what, man? Like, when I when I saw that he was he was releasing an album... Like, I knew he was gonna be a problem because I know that when I was I was on the, I was huge on the, on the Childish Gambino wave. Like mm-hmm. when he was still just Childish Gambino before he got into the being popular as he is now. When it was just, I say I got into him like right before because of the internet. So, Campfire, Camp House, whatever the name of the album was, I caught I caught the end of that wave in the end because of the internet I was on that wave. And around that wave, when I was addicted to looking at, at like his YouTube shit. He um he was with Jaden Smith a lot, mm. like they were around each other all the time. So when I saw Jaden Smith was doing music, I was like, he gonna be nice. <laughs> he gonna be nice because I, I know you know what I'm saying he had to mentor him or yeah. you know just be around it. Yeah. You can't help but pick stuff like that up, man. I mean it's like Kid Cudi and Travis Scott <laughs> like mixed together, which is man. a phenomenal combination in my eyes. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and he kicks it with Tyler the Creator too, who's also super dope to me. I don't, I don't really listen to him at all. Uh, you gotta listen to the what was that last album that he did? But see, I'm I'm Flower older. Child. Like I feel like I'm older, and I feel like his weirdness is what makes me not want to watch Tyler. Well, Gray. see, like and it's not weirdness in music. It's like you know he had a show on like Adult Swim with his friends and shit, mm-hmm. and like all that shit. I was looking at him like that is sweet, not for me. You can't follow him as a human. Like <laughs> I learned that about Tyler. Well, in, in this, in his last album, Flower Boy, Flower Child, whatever it's called, uh, um, it's not like his other stuff. He doesn't get super weird. Uh-huh. He's, he's not talking about like fucking corpses and shit like he did yeah. in his old albums. But he does say some stuff about being homosexual. But which I ain't know about that. But you know, whatever. The album's dope as hell. I bump it. <laughs> yeah, it's not a curse to not listen to somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nah, I feel you. But it's crazy though, like out of all the, you know, I know we always say like, will there ever be a gay rapper? Like, you know what I'm saying? I never would thought that would be Tyler the Creator. But is it a gimmick? Mm, could be. I I feel like I feel like people just how you know I just had to, because you know Jaden Smith came out and was like Tyler the Creator is my boyfriend. Yeah, but he was saying it was as a joke. But you're wondering if Tyler was saying it as a joke. Uh, not not as a joke, but as a gimmick. Like, let me get this market. And I'm not saying one way or another because I don't know. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, possibly. I don't, I don't 
But like in today, like in today's standard, like I can't take that away. Like that's a that's a question when people mm-hmm. come out like that and you like, wait, where did that come from? Like that's no, 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 it's it's one hundred percent possible, man. Because I mean. That community definitely supports their own, man. I mean, you know, just like black people, like we make sure we support our own. I feel like the gay community does the same. And if you want to get some sales, I mean, I guess you could really target that community yeah. by acting like you're a part of it. I hope he wouldn't, because that's fucking disgusting. To say just to just to do that, just just to get them on your side, like like that's sick. But um, I mean, I guess someone could if they wanted to. But anyway, dope album. Uh, I might on your recommendation might give it a listen yeah yeah you, you'll like you'll like the type of hip hop like we normally share in common it falls right in there right because it's, it's very creative with the production some of the songs flow together and switch mm-hmm. up you know you know, we like that creative why is that so hard to have a song like to have a a creative album that flows from start to finish I don't like, know you want to give me 12 individual tracks for what and, and we're not even getting 12 individual tracks anymore shit you're lucky if you get 6 People are calling. True. People are calling four songs an album. That's true. I'm over it, bro. I'm over. It. Don't give me. Don't give me 17 minutes and say it's an album, bro. <laughs> I was, if it went for like Apple Music streaming music, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, there's no way. Like, bro. if I went to Best Buy, they still selling CDs. You know what I mean? I went yeah. to Best Buy and I turned on the back and it was four tracks. Man, I'm immediately putting that shit back. I'm trying to tell so you. I think, and that might play into the fact that it's streaming. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like maybe people are like, I don't gotta put out a, a full 12 or 18. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? From back in the day. Maybe they just like if I give them four, like they'll just download it. I'll get the hits or whatever, and then mm-hmm. like in three months, I'll give them three more. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I mean, yeah, that's that's the way. It's 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 really is about quantity these days. Like people are putting out albums like fucking rapid fire, man. I mean, but you know, I complain about it, but there's some people I like that's doing it. But I guess I understand them more. Like I think I was telling you about that new R and B dude, Lucky Day, which yeah. you have to download his shit. Uh, he's only putting out four songs at a time, and I think that's to build awareness because he, he ain't got a fan base yet. You right. know what I'm saying? Like he's getting popular now, but that much, he be, he be putting out these four songs projects, and it's like, what? It's also man, this little white girl. She spells her name I Y L A, and I don't know how to say that properly. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> but dope. She put out a four song EP. That's fire, fire. So, like, I, I get it with super new artists who don't have a fan base, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Because I guess, I guess you're not costing the label nothing. You're not costing the label much as far as studio time and stuff yeah. is concerned. I don't know. Maybe it's to keep people interested, too. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't put out nothing in a while. And all you got is these four songs, and you can't quite get a whole album. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, all right, well, let's push this, and then that way that buys some time to keep mm-hmm. working on some shit. And then it goes back to what you were saying with, you don't want twelve songs of different shit. I mean, if you just put out four songs, it don't ha- it don't have to be cohesive. Yeah, sure. Like, let me just get this out here so that people yeah. got something from me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, man. So yeah, on the movies though, bro. Have you um, you've seen us, right? You ever seen? Nah, us nah, nah, nah. I might try to check it. I'm try to check it out tomorrow. But nah, I ain't seen it yet. This nigga sleep. Nah, I ain't sleep. Me, nigga, busy. Me for the culture. First of all, uh, <laughs> I got real life shit going on. I can't, can't be at the movie theater like I want to be. I want to see it by now, but, you know. You have an hour and 20 minutes to spare? It's not that simple when you're married. You got to take the wife. Schedules got to match up. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just be out here. <laughs> Definitely not theaters. 
Only reason I went, man, because my girl was like hell bent, and she was like, "Nigga, I'm buying us a ticket for this weekend. I, I got a Fandango card." I was like, "All right, bet." Yeah. So, um, I saw. Did you see Captain Marvel? No. <laughs> Who so, are you? I know, man. Like, I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I might miss the Captain Marvel train. Like, it might just. I might just go straight in the Endgame. You know what? And like multiple people have told me, like that's not, like you. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's, it's good or bad idea. Like, I'm wanting to see the movie. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of when do I see the movie. And at this point, you got us coming out, right? I went and saw Sazam over Captain Marvel because mm. uh, I saw that early. Oh, that is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I haven't seen Shazam. So, like, at, by this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you go see when you get the free time? And mm. then I think, like, I'll go see Sazam again. Like, it was good. You mm. know what I'm saying? And uh, I can't think of what else is coming out, but it's a bunch. Oh, Pet Cemetery is coming out. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, wait, what? Pet Cemetery, yeah. Like it's like a, is they it do a remake. remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. It looks super dope too. Yeah. So and I know, uh, I know real want to see that. So we'll definitely be checking that one out. Your wife like uh, scary movies? Yeah, do love horror. I think my girl like them shits too. Yeah. I think women who like scary movies are weird, but. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. My, my girl looks forward to that shit, man. Like, anytime, like, we're sitting, you know what I'm saying, at the crib, we're going through the, the streaming apps, we're going through HBO, mm-hmm. Stars, Netflix. She's like, man, go in the horror section. Like, goddamn, nigga, you just watched a horror movie. Like, <laughs> fuck nah, my dreams up. <laughs> like that, but, like, she's definitely, she definitely like horrors. Like, she quotes Pets in the original. You know what, what I mean? Like, she, she quotes, uh, that's one of the only movies she will quote. Like, she's, she don't remember a lot of movies. Like, she mm-hmm. see a lot, you know, especially dealing with me, but, like, she just won't re- retain the information that goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that whole, like, no fair, no fair, like, yeah. the little kid kicking the damn canister and stuff. Horror movie like, historian, yeah. huh? But that's about it, though. <laughs> like, I can't think of nothing else that she quotes off the top of her head, like, that is horror-related. But she love horror everything, man. Like, Halloween, when it come around, like, she's like, let's I go to that because of my house. girl. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, No, no, not the movie, but, but the like, actual Yeah, just like the whole atmosphere yeah. of Halloween. Like, she yeah. loved that shit. We went to Gatlinburg being like, <sighs> I mean, it was cold still. Mm-hmm. So, it had to been like, you know what I mean? Like, March, mm-hmm. February. And she was like, they got haunted houses out there that you're around. <laughs> we hit like two or three of them up. Like, really? you know what I mean? Like, February. So, I think about it. Y'all drug me to a haunted house. My last time going to a haunted house, y'all drug me. Oh, uh, yeah. To one. Yeah. I mean, they're hilarious in groups. Yeah, to y'all. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man, I jumped too, little, man. Somebody get right scared the shit out of me coming out the wall, man. Somebody get right up in your face, you gonna jump. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't care who you are. Your natural reaction is to jump back and create space. <laughs> <laughs> like, Defensive maneuvers and shit. Blade. <laughs> just, just get ready to, yeah, to punch somebody. Jackie Chan karate stands that. Don't know shit about karate. Nah. <laughs> you know how much your strength goes into haunted houses? It's like just Man. walking through there. Like that's the nerve wracking part. Is like, please don't let me punch somebody nah, and get kicked out of here. Like, I was thinking more of like a bladder exercise. Like, please don't let me pee on myself. Nah, I ain't. <laughs> I'm thinking of fighting, and then the horror really starts when the cops show up. <laughs> right, right, right. So some some get out shit for real. Yeah. My bad. I took you off the movie route though. <laughs> All the way off. Now my girl, like, yeah, she 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 really knew it. The, bro, the last probably five horror things I've seen is because of her. The Haunting of Hill House would awesome. fuck my sleep up. Amazing. Man, listen, you know I don't like horror. That was... <laughs> nah, 
that was one of the best fucking horror projects I've ever seen. And I couldn't sleep for weeks. Um, Did you go back and see the ghost, though? Hmm? So, you know there's ghosts hidden within Hill House, right? Have you heard of this? Hmm. Right. So the ghosts that come out at the end, they're actually throughout the entire show? Yes. What? Yes. Like, no shit. If you, if you look, like, it'll be, like, two people talking, right? And they'll tighten up the camera, and it'll be somebody, like, right here just looking. Not moving, just... <laughs> nah, you can't. Like it's hilarious. Like why would it's I voluntarily go back and look at it's that? It's all on YouTube. Like they'll tell. Like it's it's a lot of people. Like IGN, uh, yeah, IGN has a uh, markers, so you can go back and like <laughs> look and see exactly where all the uh, what's now. No, it's crazy. But like, I, so I watched it by myself. Then mm-hmm. I watched it with Rhea, and I knew by that point that there were extra ghosts that I just missed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so while I'm watching with her, I'm like. Oh shit! Like how did I miss? Like he's clearly right there. Like, oh my god! Nah, it's hilarious though. But that's that's the creative thought process that whoever, like, who created the show, like, was thinking. Like, we just gonna add this ghost in the background. He ain't gonna be doing that. He ain't trying to scare nobody. He's just standing there. <laughs> but then, like, when you rewatch it, you realize why you were so tense in that scene. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. something was just looking just at all... you the entire time. You didn't even realize it. There's no way I'm going back to look at that. That show fucked me up. Just how, like, the ghost was at the the, the clock. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was just working there. Like, it's all type of shit like that. Just all over the whole show. I mean, kudos for making something uber creative like that. But, yeah, I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> that show that show messed me up, bro. Like, certain, there's certain things throughout my life. Like, I have little markers of, like, some horror shit that I saw that just fucked me up. The very first thing that did it was The Ring. I was cool. I had seen horror my whole childhood because my grandma was really into horror mm-hmm. flicks. Mm. Didn't really bother me too much. The ring fucked me up. Bro. I didn't sleep for a while. The ring was crazy. <sighs> then it was the grudge. Did you watch the video? Did you get on like DVD, VHS, whatever the fuck? You yeah. watch the video by itself? Mm-hmm. God, that shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. We did that shit. Mm-hmm. We was getting deployed. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that was like 2003. We was yeah. in our pre-deployment location because uh, the army they sent they was at Fort, Fort uh, Knox mm-hmm. we in this house and it's not a house but it's a building that has rooms and shit so it's like me and a whole bunch of I don't know it was a, it was a heavily black unit for some reason I don't mm-hmm. know why but we was all just sitting down army niggas <laughs> <laughs> and uh most of them from like TSU and shit and uh, then uh dude was like I think it might have been Omar. You know Omar, right? Uh, he came over to the uh, guard base, right? In the Air Force? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, I think he had it, or somebody had it. Anyway, they popped that mug in, and like, it had to been a DVD because it had a menu, you know, the opening menu. And immediately, <laughs> two master sergeants walked out. They was like, nope. So it just, it just went straight <laughs> to the video that they watched in the movie? No, 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 no. It didn't do that, but it just had, like, I think the, the, the menu was. Uh, I think it, I want to say it was uh, Samara or whatever her name is, just getting out the well, and it just looked of her getting out of the well and coming towards the mm-hmm. TV. Nope. And they immediately was like, nope. Nah. So then we watched it. We watched the whole movie, and then somebody was like, "Yo, you know the video they look at is on here as a like bonus feature. Man, play that shit. Oh, you know, ain't nobody scared. Crazy. As soon as they started it, by the time the fly gets into the horse's eye, I was like, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smooth on all that, man. There's no way. Nope. But yeah, the grudge got me. 
anything exorcism. I figured out that early. Like yeah. I can't. I don't. Uh-huh. I, I told my girl I, I'm not watching exorcist shit. I can't do it. I'm still perplexed on the exorcism of Emily Rose. <sighs> my uh, I think it was my stepmom of all people who made me watch that. Like watch this with me. I can't watch by myself. I'm like, what is it? It's like uh, something. I was like, no. She was like, please, I can't watch by myself, but I want to see it. I was like, damn, tore me up. Yeah. Um, what else got me? That may have been all that really, really got me in life. <laughs> but I don't, I don't like voluntarily watch them either. Mm. Like when I've seen them, it's because someone else really wanted to. But I, I feel like I've watched a lot of horror films though. Nah, I've watched a ton. I love horror. I oh, the Blob fucked me up as a kid. The Blob was crazy. The Blob, yeah. I as, a, as a kid, like it's stupid now. Like yeah, the whole yeah, concept yeah, yeah. is dumb as hell. Oh, but like as a kid, Flubber to think, walking like, around killing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think something could come out of your drain or sink and just like absorb you. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like just that concept. Like, nah, I'm good, B. Well, I have a I have an irrational fear of suffocation. Mm. So being absorbed by any type of gelatin, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. cool. Uh, I mean, I remember I was like scared to take a shower. I mean, I'd be looking yeah, up in that yeah. shit. Like, up, It'll man. get you, man. I remember I saw Jaws as a kid. And I did not want to take a bath. Like I didn't mm. want to be in the water. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like a shower would be cool, yeah, but like yeah. being sitting in the water. And we poor, so like everybody had to take a bath yeah. with the same water. <laughs> like oh, that shit. type of water. <laughs> God damn. Huh. I'm getting in first. Right. Fuck that. But uh yeah, man, like I did not want, I ain't want no parts of that shit, man. I ain't want no like what fucked me up was uh Freddy Krueger. Like mm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like just cause like out of everything, something appeared in my dream. You know what I mean? Like, it's a dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Michael Myers show up in my dream. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It's Michael Myers. He's clearly in my dream because mm-hmm. nigga ain't real. Yeah. Freddy Krueger appearing in my dream is exactly what he's supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, and kill you there. <laughs> uh, and you won't wake up in real life. That messed me up. I still, I have, I don't remember a lot of my dreams, but I can still remember a lot of dreams that I had with him. Like, oh, that's Terrorizing crazy. me. But, like, I ain't scared. Like, and it's funny because the, the movies progressively got funny. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. by the time you get to Freddy's Dead, yeah. it's hilarious. It's, just, it's pretty much more than comedy than a, yeah. than a horror. And then Wes Craven's sick ass came out with uh, A New Nightmare, which yep. totally fucked me all up all over again because <laughs> he took real life and reversed it into the movie. Like, I was like, man, how did he think to do that? You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? To just kind of, but, yeah. That's crazy. Now, like, I'm like, man, I love to remake Nightmare on the Street. Just because I know how it tormented me, I feel like. I mean, you should, man. I mean, that's what, uh, I was was reading an interview with Jordan Peele, and he said that uh, the reason he threw the thriller shit in there is because that thriller uh, video horrified him as a kid. Oh, yeah. That's why he threw that in the movie. Yeah. But it's funny, man. You don't think about it, but, like. People who work on horror movies probably just like Jordan Peele. They probably were scared of shit of scary movies yeah. as a kid, and they make the best ones. Yeah. But yeah, man. So, uh, speaking of the the making movie shit, like, what do you think you will go into? Like, if, if you if you could choose what type of movies you will be known for, like, what do you think would be your niche? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think like probably horror suspense, probably first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do want to do some superhero shit, but like on the darker side, like you know, DC dark type shit, Constantine, uh, Constantine yeah. Swamp Thing, Dead Man, all that type of shit. Um, oh, the Dead Man movie would be so true. Or like you know, on the Marvel side, Blade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I would love Morbius. 
all mm. that type of stuff. They uh, got Dracula too, right? Yeah, they got Dracula. Mm. I'll take Lucifer. You know what I mean from oh, DC, yeah. but you know, take it away from the show. Like I like the show, but I never um, thought about that, bro. I'm sorry, I'm taking you back here, but like a dead man movie, like yeah. someone who is a is solving cases, but works through possession. Yeah, like what the fuck? I mean, be crazy. You should do, uh, if that's done, then it should be done definitely in like that uh, noir type style. You mm. know what I mean, like that Private Eye. You know what I mean. What would be an example movie that you can use uh, for that style? For you. I don't know. I can't think offhand that you would have seen. Uh, it's, ton, it's, it's tons of that style out there. Um, they actually say that noir kind of died in the 70s, I think they say. But I think there's still influences of like noir stuff out, out there. I'm trying to think. Hold on. Wouldn't Sin City have been like a noir? Like, if you... Kind of, yeah. It may, but it's it's noir influence more than mm-hmm. a noir film. Like Who Framed Roger Rabbit is like noir kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Love that fucking movie. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> like why we haven't done more like that? Like when we blend like Sin City and Cool World are like the two movies that I can think of that yeah. blends that cartoon and real life. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like every time I see it, I'm like, I'm just amazed. CGI, bro. CGI yeah. took over. Well, I guess you got Space Jam. <laughs> They're Come about on. to do that again, so. Why, though? Like, let nostalgia be nostalgia, bro. Because I had to go back and watch Space Jam, and it's like, that's one of my favorite childhood movies, but God, is it horrible. The acting's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, even the, the plot is like. <laughs> basketball for the fate of the world. <laughs> yeah, and if you and if you lose, you're gonna be an attraction on some alien amusement park, just play as people one on one, and you're always gonna lose. Like what? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is funny. Oh man, I think was trying to I think was trying to kidnap the Looney Tunes and make them amusement park attractions. Like they're kind of already doing that at Six Flags, but I feel you. <laughs> I feel you, bro. You're not taking them any lower for real. Like they're kind of already there. Oh man. Um. Oh. So yeah. I mean. I don't know. I can't think of. Uh, those are primarily probably. I mean, I I direct anything, really, because I love all genres. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I. I guess more than anything, it have to speak to me. You know what I'm saying, and and I have to be able to say something behind it. You know what I mean? Like I would have to connect with the material or uh, the characters themselves. If I'm, you know, starting it from from the writing stage on, uh, it just have to be something a little bit more personal. But if I if I'm writing it, then more than likely it's gonna be some little bit of thriller in there somewhere. You know, and just a little, or at least some darkness. It's not gonna be super funny. You know what I mean? If it's if it's funny, it's because it's dark humor. Mm. Who are your influences? I mean, uh, Spike definitely. Uh, Michael Mann is a heavy influence. Uh, it just his his directorial style. Mm. Um, he got a lot of grit to to what he produces. Um, <clears throat> uh, like uh, John Singleton. Um, Now, you know, I can't think of his name from Creed. Uh, Ryan Coogler. Ryan thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the the guy that did Creed 2, I can't think of his name, David. S- Stephen Cable? It's Stephen, Stephen Cable, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, what he did with Creed too. I think coming straight out the gate was amazing. Yeah, um, he, did, he did something I thought couldn't be done. And that's took it up a notch. Yeah, he took Creed and took it up a notch. Yeah. And that's saying a lot because Creed was fire. I think Jordan Peele is definitely making some good moves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I like Steven Spielberg. I mean, how can you not? You know, growing up in the eighties, how can you not like? Steven, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Love like, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> uh, same thing with like Marty Scorsese. You know, yeah. So. Um, I like Rob Zombie for what he did with Halloween. You know, the remakes of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the remakes? Yeah, the remakes, yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, I mean, those are probably primarily, I mean, it's a a lot of other people that's not coming to mind right now, but, you know, those definitely, especially with Michael Mann, like, Spike Lee and Michael Mann, when I saw Malcolm X, like, I was like, dude, that's, that's, Denzel is Malcolm X right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, he sounds like him. He looks yeah. like him. Like, that's Malcolm X. Like, I can't... Even because I watched the movie first and then I read the book. And while mm-hmm. I was reading the book, I heard... Denzel's voice. Denzel's yeah. voice instead of <laughs> Malcolm. And it went years later when I reread the book that I actually heard Malcolm. And yeah. It's like... Alex Haley did a great job writing that book because when I was reading it, it was like Malcolm X was sitting across from me just telling me a story mm-hmm. of his life. Um, and then same thing with Ali. Ali, well, Ali was a little different. Because I Still never... I, I saw Will Smith the whole time you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you never feel like Will Smith is Ali but he does an amazing job as Ali you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird Will Smith is just so he's so big he's larger than life so he, no matter who yeah, you play yeah, you're gonna see yeah. but uh the way that Michael Mann gave it like a 60s look at times and you know especially when they were actually fighting and he would go ringside and it would be like one of the old style cameras looking mm-hmm. into the ring and the, the, the yellow tint of the bulbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember looking at that movie and be like, I want to know how that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, how did, what is he using to do that? And then like his next movie in Collateral, I think that was his next one. I was like, something different about this movie because, and I didn't realize it, <clears throat> but he took the shutter speed and played with it. <clears throat> so pretty much how to camera kind of blinks mm-hmm. if you will um and he played with that so it looks like almost like the motion enhancement that you see on tvs mm-hmm. without anything hmm. so it's, it's a crazy look and i remember thinking like what is he doing <laughs> like something is so different that's you crazy. know what i mean but it gave a grit to the to the movie and then he did miami vice in the same fashion i was yeah, like yeah, yo yeah. this is this dude is crazy like and then i was like okay Michael Mann is definitely somebody I need to memorize. You know what I mean? He's like, it was crazy he, about that. Like, I just got mad at my, uh, got mad at my girl, man, because I don't know if you saw, but Miami Vice is now on Netflix, mm, which yeah, my eyes lit, lit up like a light bulb when I seen that. And I was like, she's like, I never seen, I ain't never seen my uh, Miami Vice. Nah. We're gonna watch it. I turn Miami Vice on, and five minutes into it, she goes to her phone, and I just got pissed. Like, you, you don't see this greatness right here? But you know, in my mind, like, I don't realize that movie was what ten years ago. <laughs> I mean, but even at the time, like, it was underrated. To yeah, me, yeah, in my yeah. viewpoint, I think it takes a certain type of person to kind of connect with that material. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know most people in the military that I've talked to and most people that are in law enforcement in general that I've talked to love it. Like, yeah. absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. People outside of that realm would be like, man, it was boring. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this shit is real. <laughs> they want the suspense music and yeah. uh, the chase scenes every five minutes. Like, yeah. That, but these are the same people that will go see a Michael Bay Transformer 
you know what I mean, firework yeah. explosion movie. And like, if that's your thing, cool. But like, I, I want something a little bit more realistic. Yeah, a little more gritty. Down yeah. To earth, slower pace. Actually explaining what's going on instead of just blowing shit up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing uh, performance by Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx, by the way. Yeah. Especially for Jamie, because it's real uptight. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a comedian. yeah. Like, he's yeah, playing this uptight character. Let's talk about that, man. Like, yeah, to go from being... Dude has range anyway. Like, let's no, think he's about a high-level comedian. Like, we're not talking about good or, you know, just someone that you know. This is a high-level comedian. Yeah. Ushered in a, an era of comedians through... Not, not by himself, but right, part right. of that that whole era of the color, color yeah, and all yeah, that, yeah. man. And it, to, to go that serious on the acting side, and then turn around and fucking play Ray. Yeah. Like, what? Nah. It, the, the, the level of talent in that dude, man. Like, just give me a drop of it. <laughs> nah, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like, I... I'm trying to think of something bad that he's done. I can't even like. I don't think I like. Even if a movie's not the greatest, like he kills it. Yeah, you're still like, nah. But Jamie was good in it. Every movie he's been in, bro. You think of any given Sunday and think about the talent in that movie. But who do you think of? Willie Bean and uh, <laughs> you uh, think of Jamie's any character. Any given Sunday, what? <laughs> you gonna think of Jamie so character? Nobody's in a movie with Pacino, but yeah. we remember the comedian. Nah, he's good in Booty Call. <laughs> Booty call stuff, though. Uh, that's a, <laughs> that's, that's a hilarious. Movie. You know what else is a, a good one that he did? Uh, oh, I'm gonna have to pull out the phone on this one. Um, it's with Gabrielle Union and Morris Chestnut. Bro, I gotta pull out the phone. Yeah, because I don't remember that. It's like. You need to check it out whenever you find Fucking it. Fucking Duke just lost. That sucks. Yeah, my bracket's dog shit now. Yeah, mine's been done anyway. So. Bro, why is Jamie Foxx not the first person you look up when you type in Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> like, he should be top five. He should at least. be. Why you look that up, bro? Why is Duke losing when you have that god on your team? You have God's created player, and you lose to Michigan State during a down year? It happens all the time, man. Oh, my God. It happens all the time. What is... Bruh. I know it, it had to have been after all this. So what, now, what are you trying to find? Just the name of this movie real quick. Okay, uh, I guess I made the fucking movie up. I don't. The hell. Another <laughs> <laughs> actor. Nah, it's definitely just breaking all the rules. God damn it. Breaking all the rules. Yeah. I never heard of that. Ah. Huh. Yeah, I never saw. It's it. good. If you get a chance. Is that a tennis. Max. Who do you have? Nah, just a. Uh, just a eight. Eight plus, okay. Say if I look big as shit. Um, yeah, I never saw Breaking All the Rules. Yeah, he's great in it though. I mean, it's a it's a rom com, <clears throat> but you. it's 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 good. Like I don't, I only figured out what that term is like really is like two weeks ago. 
Oh shit. I heard people saying it and I didn't realize they were just abbrevi- <laughs> abbreviating romantic comedy. <laughs> people kept saying rom com and I was like, alright, whatever. I'm just going with it, acting like I know what they're talking about, but Oops. It's a good one. If you get a chance, check it out. Like, well, with your girl. Like, don't watch it by yourself at this stage because it's too old. You know what I mean? It's yeah, too old yeah, to go yeah. back and be like, I'm going to watch this rom com. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. And, like, I told you to watch Ip Man. You can go back and watch it. That's different. <laughs> Ip Man. Another classic. Yeah. In my opinion. Which, by the way, when I started watching Ip Man, I was like, why do people tell me to watch this shit? But that movie is one of those movies that goes left out of nowhere. Nah. You're like, what the fuck just happened? First time I saw him punch him in a thousand times before he hit the ground, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, but that movie was so nostalgic, man, because we grew up in that era of... Uh... Dude, I remember growing up in, like, hats off to uh, Robert Rodriguez, who was another good influence, but uh, and Quentin Tarantino, but El Rey Network, if you look at his network, mm-hmm. like, he'll play them old, you know... Chinese movies or whatever, Kung Fu flicks, yeah, Yeah. thing. But uh, like that used to be like that's what TNT used to play or uh, TBS or you know what I mean. Like uh, I used to love them shit. So I watch them with my grandfather all the time. Everyone like if you was black from the hood, man, and it's it's crazy because me and my girl had this talk. So she was like, (laughs) she she has this thing where I have this like irrational obsession with Asian women. (laughs) We talk about it all the time. She thinks it's hilarious. But she uh, gives me shit for it. And, and she was like, man, like I wonder why is it that like, like she's like, I think every black man I've dated has an obsession with uh, Asian women. I was like, all black men do. And she's like, why is that? I was like, man, every nigga in the hood grew up watching Kung Fu flicks. Uh, like that was the shit. Like true. you was watching some Bruce Lee. Yeah. You was watching Jackie Chan yeah. once he came on. Like, like we was obsessed with Kung Fu culture. Yeah. It's no different than how obsessed we were with the gangster culture. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. It, it just goes. I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't like. Yeah, we went out in the street trying to kick each other. You know what I mean? But like, oh. it's just I don't know. It's just one of them things that's just like the fighting and the action. I guess out of it. Well, we didn't have many options, bro. I mean, it was what that pro wrestling, uh, <laughs> cartoons, and, and I mean there, there really wasn't. I mean, all of the American action movies was fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme and Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So it's like, you know... I fuck with them, too. I fuck with them, too. Ain't nothing <laughs> like seeing a coked-out white dude snapping his arm back in place to go kick somebody's ass. But uh, <laughs> it was just something different about kung fu choreography on screen, man. Yeah. Like, they was they was going in with it. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think they shoot it a different way, too. Yeah, the whole you know style's I mean? different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they stay on the action because dudes can actually do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, they they just stick not the cuts. camera right in front of them. Yeah, not cut. And when they do cut, because I watched this thing that Jackie Chan was talking about, he said when they do cut, they start the, the action over, the movement mm-hmm. over. So, like, if you throw a punch and then you cut to, the, like, a close-up of that punch, instead of starting from the connection, they started back. So, he's swinging into the connection. So, you pretty much see him, like, throw his hand twice. But your eyes don't really catch it. You just see a powerful punch. What the fuck? Duh, I just... So much thought goes into this movie shit, man. <laughs> like, who figured all this out? Like, especially when you look at, like... It hasn't been around that long. Yeah. Like, like when did movies really, really start blowing up? Like, 40s, 50s? Something like that? Yeah. And then look where it's at today, man. You, you go back and look at one of the movies from the 40s, man. Like, you have the the super dramatic music that goes along with 
first of all, the music's playing nonstop. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. Like, and then, like, depending on the mood, it'll get more dramatic or less I mean, dramatic. That's, but that's carryover from the uh, the silent era. You know what I mean? The music going nonstop. Oh. So it took a while before they decided to gotcha, cut that gotcha. out and let the, let the uh, dialogue breathe. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much what that is. It's carryover. Because they, they had to play music through the whole movie. In the silent era, because they ain't had nothing else, you know what I mean? Like, why is that? Why didn't they just have words back then? It was like, do you know? Just the technology, you um, know what I mean? Like they, it was just all video at the time, and mm. you know, no thought to audio. Got you. Words to flash across the screen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it was hard enough to 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 get the picture up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Without yeah, the yeah. Film burning up or all that type yeah. of stuff. So, yeah, it's, that's crazy. So how long has live television been out? When did that start? I'm curious. <laughs> no, you're thinking. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna guess the '40s. You probably caught on in the '60s. Let's see if you're right. Because it started with mostly variety shows. 1939 was the first. Mm. The. Uh, President Roosevelt's opening the 1939 New York World Fair. <laughs> so wait, so TV's older than that. 27, 1927. I didn't think it was out that long ago. I thought it was like 40s or 50s. Yeah, but I mean, what it was today. I mean, it it, it isn't, it wasn't then what it is today. <clears throat> yeah. So like, you had just new bro- news broadcasts and like I said like variety shows and mm-hmm. it'd be somebody playing music somebody telling some jokes somebody playing music mm-hmm. and that would be about it you know what I mean they do that shit for like three hours gotcha gotcha but like right now I mean we we in a renaissance of TV you know what I mean with like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon like TV shows like Fucking long movies now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was. Uh, that reminds me. I'm glad you said that. Have you watched that documentary? Um, the well, it's, it's it's a series of documentaries actually, uh, where it's like named after eras. But the one I'm talking about in for the purpose of this conversation is it's called the 2000s. Nah. Yeah, man. So they, they pretty much go into how uh, network television was doing so good in the 90s. But then HBO just killed all of that yeah. shit. HBO started Spring coming out Oaks. with like, yeah, yeah, they start coming out with Wire, these fucking yeah. movie quality yeah. shows that was one continuous story. Because, you know, most of the shows from the 90s was like story, 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 story every episode. Mm-hmm. And then HBO comes out and it's like, man, we're going to tell you a story over an entire long. season. Yeah. And, and we're going to say things and do things that you can't do on your little corny television stations. Yeah. And then they, they brought up The Sopranos. And they mm-hmm. was like, man... When they when they brought the idea to the execs, of course, exec heads, and they're like, oh, no, we can't do that. There's no way. Blah blah blah. We might as well just put money into a movie. Blah blah. blah. And they're like, nah, man. You know. So they got they finally talked them into it, and that's that became the trend. They just yeah. took over from that shit, and that's how HBO like essentially like came out on top. Nah, yeah. I mean, just a for one, they didn't have a rating. Like, mm-hmm. or their ratings was mature. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were putting yeah. out mature stuff. Which, so, for, especially for our parents at that time, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I remember Sopranos coming on. My parents being like, ah, you can't watch this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Same thing with, ah, the wire was 
I just didn't get into the wire till later. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so for one, it was it was giving something for the adults instead mm-hmm. of that TGI Friday feel. Yeah. Of, you know, let the whole family sit down. All right, that's cool. But then at nine o'clock, when your kids go to bed, what is the parents supposed to do? Right, right. Hey, right. here comes HBO. Like. Oh, your kids asleep? <laughs> come this bomb ass show that you need to get invested right, in. You know right. what I mean? Then they start merchandising. I remember my father was walking around with Sopranos. Head on. <laughs> That's crazy. Yet again, black men love gangsters, so like, yeah, they just man. fit right into it's Americans it. Like, in general, bro. So, like, I mean, what they were able to do with that, like you said, long long form storytelling is just amazing, and like it's continuing today. And that's pretty much where you're at. Like, even shows on these network TVs, like, sitcoms don't last no more. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's, there's hardly any more sitcoms. Um, but, you know, these dramas, like, Law and Order, it's just be on forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though they, each story is a little bit different, they yeah. still have an overarching theme that yeah. goes along with it that kind of helps tie everything together because that's what people want. People want a payoff at the end of the season for why Why have I been watching this this whole time? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. As opposed to every episode is just a, the end is just a punchline. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, what do you think about all the kind of the black renaissance in Hollywood that's going on the last few years, last couple of years? I mean, I think it's amazing. I mean, we've been there for a long time. We just haven't been getting our voices heard. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I, everything hasn't been great. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, I think we've also, in the past, been put in positions that we may not necessarily want to be in. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a thing where minority groups in general, I think, have to support their own, regardless yeah. of what the content is. Yeah. So, whether you like something or not, you're going to support it because that's all you got. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was talking to somebody recently about that because I was talking about black sportation. Matter of fact, we was in class. And uh, <clears throat> the student was like, I don't understand. Like, if black sportation was, like, picking negative stereotypes and stuff, why did, you know, African-Americans go see it? And I was like, what the fuck else were we supposed to go see? Yeah, well, what you know what, what else I mean? could we like, support? What could we get behind? Yeah. You, look at, you look at any you look at any culture in America, any any... Um. Yeah, we'll stick with culture. You look at any culture in America; they are proud of that culture. Like, if you yeah. meet someone that's Irish, they're proud to be yeah. Irish. Italians are proud to yeah. be Italians. Like, so yeah, man, when you got something to fucking represent, like you're gonna represent right. the shit. Like, and even if I don't like the movie itself, like, if I'm not if I'm not going out to support this movie that Fred Hammond is starring in, mm-hmm. or or uh, Jim Brown is starring in, mm-hmm. or you know somebody like that, like. I'm not gonna see them in no more movies. You know what I mean? So I gotta go support this this movie that I may or may not like, just so I can get to the point where I start seeing movies that you know what I mean. Like you you have no voice in Hollywood if nobody's coming out to your movies. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if 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 you're Sidney Poitier, who's a phenomenal actor, but nobody's Mm -hmm. showing up to see his films, then like Sidney Poitier doesn't have a career. You know what I mean? Like that's just the way the business is. Yeah. So. Or the uh, next person. Yeah. For that, for exactly. That yeah, exactly. Because they're yeah. all about trends. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if, if if black movies are not doing well, if black superhero doesn't work, you know what I mean? We're not going to see another one for 10 years, at least. You know Ugh. what I'm saying? Like, if Black Panther doesn't work, because yeah. we're giving, okay, cool. We'll give you, we'll, we'll support you. We'll yeah, give you yeah. all black cast with a black director. Um, and we'll give you tons of money to go shoot this thing. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, if this doesn't work, <laughs> like, but if it does, you, okay, cool. Guess what? DC, we, 
we're gonna start looking at something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Netflix is gonna start looking at something. Everybody's gonna start now being like, oh, black people will go support. We always support. Yeah. You yeah. just gave us more money this time. Yeah. And we still support it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And y'all support it with us. So you which, know, which kind of off topic is what what frustrates me about retail. Um, you know, make fun of Fubu and shit all you want. Yeah. That was our shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and we and Carl and I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carl and I. Rockaware. Yeah. Uh, Sean John, mm-hmm. Vocal. Like, people made fun of that shit, man. Now it ain't here no more. We don't. We don't have those brands no nah. more, man. And 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 you wonder why Gucci has the fucking audacity to release a blackface. Sweater. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and for one, it's because of outrage culture. Like they know that if they put something out. Your dumb ass is gonna talk shit along with all of your other friends and all of their friends and all their friends to the point where now Gucci has national coverage on every mm. social platform. Whether you're mad at it or not, it's gonna make someone go buy it. It puts the name back in their mind. There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, man. And that's what I really wanted to dive into with Paris, that outrage culture shit, but I, I forgot to hit it a little more. Mm. But, um, yeah, man, same thing with, with our movies, like you're saying. If, if, we're putting the work out and it's successful. We'll get more of it. And I right. think that's what we've yeah. seen recently. So, but, I mean, uh, hats off to, you know, people that's been grinding for years and not, you know what I mean? You look at somebody like Spike Lee who yeah. just got an Oscar and they gave it to him for writing. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Which a, is, a makeup Oscar. <laughs> I mean, the, the movie's great. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love Black Klansman. But he's, I think Malcolm X was more, I think Malcolm X was a better film. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, if you look at somebody like John Singleton has been grinding for years, doing TV, doing movies. Mm. Um, Tyler Perry. I mean, say what you will about him. The man is grinding. He has an audience. He has an island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's doing this thing. Leave that out. You know what I mean? Like, And he's he's found a way to reach people in a way that I, I probably wouldn't have thought to reach those that those people, you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, like yeah. that 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 group that his niche, yeah, like yeah. which is is not bad because he's giving a message. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you watch the movie, yeah, it's a lot of silliness to it, a lot of jokes and over the top humor and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like at the heart of every one of his films is a deep rooted message that people need to hear. And yeah. like it's, I always, you know, ever since I saw his first film or his first play, I was like, yo, hats off to dude, like. He may not be oh, for me all the funny. time, but yeah. like when I first saw him, I was like, "Oh, this nigga's funny." Like, yeah. when I saw, saw uh, the stage play. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was yeah. like, "This, this big fat old lady being played by a man is hilarious." Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a Tyler, I'm not a Tyler Perry fan per se, but I have like the utmost respect for the dude. And I think I told you this story, man, but you know, um, I was doing some extra work when I first moved to Atlanta uh, years ago, and uh, one of the first gigs I got was for Tyler Perry, and like. When I tell you, man, being on set with that dude is like witnessing greatness at its core. Like, dude is a machine, bro. So first and foremost, everything has to be right on the set before he even gets there. He don't he don't want to show up to a set where shit ain't ready to go because he he's one of those people who, uh, you know, he's he doesn't have time to waste. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he show up to set, hey, we got a roll, G. I yeah. got other shit to do. Right. I got five other movies yeah. <laughs> and a tour. I got ten minutes for the set. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man, and he shows up, bro, and like you know, the sets are already you know it's prepped, it's set, actors in place, extras in place. Even if we gotta wait, we gotta wait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the ball gets rolling when he gets there. And when I tell you, buddy walks in, and as soon as he breaks the doorway, 
He's barking out orders. I need camera 17, 16 over there, 32, 48. I need it over here. Pan camera 45 a little bit. Hey, camera 56, you're going to start close. You're going to go out slowly. Like He has all this stuff. He knows where everything is. Yeah. He has it down to a science. He'll, he'll bark out the orders. He sits in his chair. He'll be like, all right, uh, rolling. <laughs> Action. Like He's ready to go. Cut. Hey. Tika, great job on that, but next time dial, dial the emotion back about 20%, but give me a little more face. Show it with your face more than your voice. All right, you ready? Act like he's a machine, man. He's so descriptive, and he says everything in a way to where you can't misconstrue what he yeah. wants. So, like, from that day, I, re I, I, I recognized, oh, that's levels to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's this, definitely levels. This is, this, is, this is what, this is a Kobe Bryant. This is a Muhammad Ali. Yeah. This is a Michael Jordan, but a director. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's at that level to me. Now, you know, hats off to him, too, from a lot of what you just said, I can see probably stemming from his stage days. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, like, stage, you got, I mean, you ain't no cut. You know what I mean? Facts. When that play going on, Facts. ain't no cut. So, you got to be, you got to be on your game. Yeah. So, I can see, like, he probably learned at that level, you know what I mean, to... One, every, you got to, if you wrote the play, you need to know everybody's lines because you need to know if somebody fucked up their lines. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, two, you got to have, you got to know everybody else's job, the stagehands, hey, all quick, that type of stuff. Funny you say that. He stopped someone on the scene and he was like, he was like, cut. He's like, what's that line say? And she said it. He was like, what's that line say? She said it. He said, what's that line say? She's like, Oh, it was like an A or N mm. that she had wrong. And she's like, is this? He's like, okay, just making sure. All right, y'all y'all ready? You good now? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't rude about it. Yeah. But he was like, nah, man, give me my shit the way I wrote it. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, some people let you add a little. Some people, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I wrote yeah. it like that for a reason yeah. because I'm trying to say something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just, you ain't finna just ad-lib your way all over this shit. <laughs> yeah. Which that line. And then it's tough, too. Like, I'm going to say this. Ad-libs are some of the hardest shit to edit in the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you're never getting the same thing the same way every time. Oh. So when you're trying to match, like especially if, let's say, if we're shooting camera, let's say we're shooting setup one, right? Mm -hmm. So um, camera's looking directly at you, mm -hmm. um, and you give me a line. Then I'm like, all right, cool. I want to get it from the side, so let's do setup two. Mm -hmm. And then you give me a completely different line. Well, now I got to do a, a straight take of whatever you gave me the first time because the shit ain't going to match up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, or... In a lot of films and, and in TV shows, you may see the camera come from behind somebody mm -hmm. or, you know, like say, for instance, if we back and forth right here and I'm giving you a line, you giving me a line, you know, camera's kind of tilting back and forth, but then there's a camera back here and then I say some shit, but the camera's on you. Mm -hmm. If you look in my mouth, I'm not saying that. I'm saying something else is because mm -hmm. I probably changed it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And they were like, oh shit, how are we going to fit? I like the line. But I didn't like his his emotion on that one. So like, let's... I I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, so remember that one web series I worked on that I hated, uh, because it was trash, as fuck. Not to down anybody, but your web series sucks. So uh, remember that remember that one, right? <laughs> uh, I remember watching an episode, and I remember thinking like, I sound really monotone or dry, in. Mm. I realized later, another time watching it, that, yo, I think that was audio from, like, a practice run. Yeah. But I was seeing one of the takes. He just kept the audio and mm -hmm. put it on that. I don't know why I did that, but he did it. But I, I knew it didn't look, it didn't, 
I mean, shit, I know how I look when I talk. Yeah. And the way I was looking is like, was that the infliction in my voice at yeah. that time? I don't think it was. But it wasn't until like my third time seeing it that I noticed that. So I think, yeah, I, knew, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that shit happened all the time. I was watching something last night and saw that shit and I was like, ha, I just laughed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what? Which is kind of my issue with voiceovers, right? Mm. It, it is like, man, God, I love Netflix. Like, Netflix, I'm not shitting on you, I promise, but you got to hire some new voice actors. It's, I swear it's the same six people that do every international show on uh, Netflix, man. And some of them are just bad. Like, they're giving you no infliction, no emotion, and it takes me completely, completely out of it. Yeah. Watching some of these shows. I mean, you got to think, though. Sometimes sometimes you, you get a voice actor, right? And they may be at a studio, um, and the director might not be there. Oh, I was just gonna say no, not anymore. Not twenty nineteen. Like you get, you get mailed, you get sent your yeah. your material. Yeah. You got to have the setup at home. Yeah. So you remember my uh, my old acting instructor, um, Greg? Was it Greg? Yeah. What's his full name? I can't remember right now. Greg. Greg Allen. Golly, I'm so terrible with names. Uh, I went to his school uh, in Atlanta. Look him up. Um, he 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 was eating off of voiceover work mm. for the longest like he was like man he's like now nah, i wake up in the morning make me a cup of coffee make breakfast go to my studio read for about four or five hours go on my boat the rest of the day like mm. he was eating from that he's like the easiest work you'll ever do and like actors in between major gigs are doing that man you look at some of your biggest actors uh michael b jordan's voiceover in uh uh dc movies yeah. And, yeah. and marvel uh animated movies yeah. like i mean but it's love money in it this is like I think there's a difference between like some of the cartoon voiceovers because like for cartoons a lot of times they'll they'll do the voices first they'll do, they'll read the script first and then they'll mm. write or they'll draw to the uh, voices as opposed to like you know some of the movies you're talking about like some of the foreign films where somebody's just you're looking at the footage yeah you yeah and you but isn't that what Disney does though because I could have swore like I've seen like Disney like some of the director's cut stuff where they'll show the actors reading with the cartoon playing in the back or is that just set up for the purpose of that video or movie? I think you're about to die. Yeah, my battery's just died. Nah, that's all um, You want me to switch it real quick? Hmm. Just keep rolling. Yeah, you keep rolling. Um, yeah, I mean, Disney, I don't know if it's necessarily set up or if it's done that way every time, but I know a lot of times, like if you get Tom Hanks, Right to to voice Woody. Tom Hanks is doing the voice first because then you're gonna draw Woody to his. Expressions. Oh, so you're talking about like the star and stuff. Yeah, but it, so I don't know if it's for every actor, but I know like for, especially for your major ones, that's why you see their likeness so much in that character. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. You know, like like man, like I look like him a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're saying about Tom Hanks, but come on, man, Jason Weaver. If they draw Simba to Jason, nah. <laughs> First of all, I forgot Jason Weaver was Simba. <laughs> Jason Weaver is an wait, undercover wait, legend. Was he Simba? He wasn't Simba. He he uh, oh, did I'm the songs. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah, sung yeah, for yeah, Simba. Because yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was Simba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Jason Weaver was the the singing voice of Simba. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> Jason Weaver is a uh, legend. Like the most slept on. Le- I was thinking about that the other day, man. Like how- Jason Weaver gave us that that bomb ass vocal and sister act. Yeah. He gave us Simba. He gave us uh, Buddy and ATL. He gave us the single with Chingy. <laughs> he did a couple of shows too, right? Yeah, he was all on TV shows. Yeah. I want to say he was on. 
not the Steve Harvey show, but the show that Steve Harvey had before that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He was like a father, like father and two sons. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember what the name of it was. Yeah, yeah. it was one in that was era. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, Jason Weaver back in, <laughs> in the <laughs> 90s. Legend, bro. Legend. They could have Did you say a lottery ticket? And it was a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that might be the name of this podcast episode, Jason Weaver, bro. Uh, <laughs> like, legend. Yo, uh, there's there's like a few people in the industry, man. Like, I want to have a beer with. He's on that He's list. On that <laughs> I got to know what it was like That's growing funny. up with, like, like, all 90s fantasies, man. Like, he had to live that. Nah, yeah. <laughs> he had to live sure. that. There's some there was some nice ones coming out the nineties too. Female wise. And they all was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Hey, hey. Will had some Warning to my listeners, it's about to get very toxic masculine. Duh, Back to what Will, we were saying. <laughs> Will had some legend like everybody from Tisha Campbell to uh Tyra Banks. Vivica Fox, Jada Pickett. Nia Long had a long... Man. She had probably the longest run on that mug. Man, Her list, and Tyra. The list goes on and on and on now, and on I still, and on. I look at it still today and be like, yo! Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, someone, someone pops up and be like, that was on here. Yeah. Robin Gibbons was on here. I had no clue. To this nah. day, man. What's the name? Uh, Miss America. The first one. First black Miss America. Naomi? Nah. It was Naomi. That's true. Uh, was you, I think she was with Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Oh yeah, you got him lost. I can't remember the name. My dumb ass about to say uh, Tamia, but that's definitely Grant Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I can't even think I have to look. First her Black up. Miss America. What's that? Uh, uh, I'm about to find her because I remember a show she was on. You sure that wasn't Naomi? Nah, it's not. It's not. Nah, 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 nah. By the way, you I love Naomi to, Campbell's daughter. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams was a Black Miss America. She had the whole uh, scandal because yeah, she did the news and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was on Fresh Prince. Hmm? Yeah, she gave... Man, you remember the episode when they went to the Lakers game? And she gave birth to to a baby in the back, uh, in the limo? Yeah, yeah. Vanessa Williams. <laughs> bro, that was Vanessa Williams, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, we'll have legends on there, man. Man, first of all, since we on Fresh Prince, can we talk about how they slid in a whole new Aunt Viv and ain't nobody say shit back then? <laughs> the culture, like, I don't want to say the culture accepted it, but the culture accepted it. And I know, I know, like, it's the cool thing now. I know you don't really fuck with social media like that. But on social media, there's this thing where people are like, you know what I'm saying? They bring up the whole Aunt Viv situation, like, there's this outrage. Like, niggas, like, like stop. Stop with the fake activism. Yeah. Y'all wasn't saying shit in 95. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just like, oh, she looked different. I ain't gonna say I'm shit. A, you know, I'm gonna say, because at least they kept the Aunt Viv character in Full House, not Full House, Family Matters. They slid out a whole character and nobody said anything. To my Myra? No. No, 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 no. Uh, I can't think of her name on the show, but she was the youngest daughter of the Winslows. They got rid of her? Yep. Hold on, I'm about to bring it up. That wasn't Judy. Is that her name? Was her name Judy? Something like that. Yeah, I think it started with a J. Yep, Judy. Judy Winslow slid off the show Yo, and nobody said anything. I didn't notice. I thought she was on it the whole time. No. Because, like, <laughs> one of the first seasons when Ricky, was that the little boy? Was that the little boy name? 
The little light Richie. boy? Richie, Richie, yeah. One of the first seasons, they both was on there because they were mm-hmm. running buddies. And then, like, the next season after that, Richie was all by himself and nobody ever talked about that Bro, little girl. What's really messed up about that is I really didn't notice. Not saying Judy wasn't that important of a character, but I didn't notice. And I've seen mostly all those episodes. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, she's missing from, like, I'm pretty sure she only did like three, four episodes. Because come to find out, and, I mean, you can look this shit up on the internet. Mm-hmm. I guess she was doing contract renegotiations reno- and her uh-huh. mom wanted too high of a price. So they was like, all right. Fuck out of here. You ain't that. You, you see this little cute little kid we got? <laughs> you ain't Laura. <laughs> I just, we I can't just make her character, Stefan. Fuck out of here. They just took it straight out the show, man. That's so disrespectful. Hey, you know, you know what's wild about that, bro? They could have written off anyone except Steve Urkel and it would have been the same reaction they could have written off Carl Winslow I don't think so I don't think so bro Steve everyone uh, watched that show for nah, Steve bro nah I get I give a fuck I about that. Everybody Carl. did. nah everybody did that but you would have to kill Carl like Carl couldn't <laughs> just disappear from the show he Man. needed to do he had to do a tour in Iraq or something like you can't just <laughs> 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 he was in the garden we know it I think he was in the National Guard that got deployed same thing with Eddie like you couldn't just ride Eddie off like he Man, had too much story could, that's the that's why it was so easy to write Judy off. Like, what did she do? <laughs> Tell me one storyline that Judy had. Yeah. Eddie was mixed up in gangs. <laughs> nah, yeah, Judy had the one time with the with the yeah yeah nobody know no Judy yeah. storyline. Damn, that's crazy. And her mama got thirsty with it. And they pulled her card. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Fuck out of here, Judy's mom. <sighs> and she don't want to end up doing porn, right? Yeah. I wasn't going to go there, but... <laughs> oh, my God. You see what you... Parents, parents, parents. This is this is a great point. You see what greed gets you when it comes to your children. I'm not going to say much, but we watched the R. Kelly documentary. Judy's mom asked for more money because it wasn't enough because her minor child, she thought she should be getting paid more, got her kicked off the show. She ended up doing pornography. No disrespect to pornographer people who work in porn but I'm pretty sure someone who starts off as a child actor's goal isn't to become a porn star or it might be who knows I'm stupid but parents don't be too thirsty when it comes to your kids man that's what scares me about mine dude like my my kid wants to go into show business mm. and it's like you know I'm gonna support the dream man and I do you know what I can to, to get her prepared for that but I don't want her to do it as a child yeah like nah you gotta when you 18 I mean but I mean, history hasn't shown that child actors lead, like, great productive lives. Mm-hmm. Like, that must start them that early, I think. Yeah, it's not normal. I mean, like, there's there's cases where it happens, where, like, they, they live, you know what I mean? Like, they end up being Zendaya's and yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. I mean, even if you like look that. at somebody like uh, Drew Barrymore, I mean, she was a child. She was in E.T. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, she was a little girl in E.T., and she's still working today. True, true, but, true. The road ain't paved with gold. Like, it was yeah, some yeah, detours yeah. on that motherfucker. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like, I, I get it. Like, it would be tough. And then you have, like, extreme cases on the whole other end where, like, shit just went bad. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's that's tough. Like, that's not... I think any kid working early is a tough thing. Because, like, you're, mm-hmm. you're forcing them into, like, adulthood. You're making them make adult decisions before their mind is ready for that type of shit. Yeah, well... I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan podcast, man, but he had uh, Macaulay Culkin as yeah. a guest one day. And uh, Macaulay talks about, I don't know how different things are now, but he was like, man, it was kind of cool when he did it because there's 
at least back then, and I'm sure it's still pretty close to pretty similar to this, there's a huge number of restrictions when you're working with a child. A child can only be on set yeah. for... No, it's still true. Okay, so yeah. it's like a max of two or four hours yeah. or something like that? Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's not long. It's a little... I think it's a little longer than that, but, like, you... is They got mandatory breaks, you know, every so often. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. They do... They can't go over the eight hours or whatever. Yeah. They... And if you keep them for so many hours, you got to have a tutor and all this other type yeah. of stuff. Well, yeah. He, well, he was saying what must have been what was worked out strictly for him is they couldn't keep him. He couldn't be on filming, like, on set. He couldn't be on set. Not filming the whole time. He couldn't be on set for more than four hours. So that, mean, that means even getting to set and leaving for the right. day. He no. couldn't be there for... Terrible that is Ex- as a director. As a director, yeah. So that's what he was saying. Like, so he said that Home Alone and shit like that was so easy for him because when he showed up, it just went by quick because everything was ready. He's like, yeah. I would show up. They pull me in here. I do the lines. They pull me in there. I do the lines. And he said he, you know, he just happened to have an amazing memory as a kid. But some kids don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, he couldn't imagine if another kid, you know, what I'm saying has the four hour limit and can't remember their fucking lines. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. But I don't know, man. I think it's a good cutoff point, bro. We had like shit. We went over an hour. Yeah. This is a regular fucking conversation for us, though. Like, this, the funny part about it is this is a regular, normal, organic, yeah. like, <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Say nothing but a Tuesday. But I can't believe fucking Duke lost, man. And my phone gonna keep sending me updates. Uh, I had don't pick to win. Nah, me too. You know what I mean? All the so way. Like, brackets done. Only one of my Final Four teams is still in. Carolina got put out. Gonzaga got put out. Duke got put out. Let me see. I ain't even checked my phone. Wait, Tennessee, I pull out. I'm out of Final Four teams. Those are my, that was my Final Four. Bruh. Oh shit! Nipsey Hustle shot. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm definitely done. I have no Final Four teams. You have what? None. 